Isabel McGuire looked up from a potted begonia with a tiny gasp. The muscles in her body stiffened and her skin turned cold and clammy. It was the feeling a mother might get when a child goes missing at the mall. Across the room, 12-year-old Sean was on the couch with his face in a book. His older brother, Luke, was in his bedroom with the door closed, radio blasting. She clicked her tongue, shook off the feeling, and continued watering the plants. Twenty-two species that covered every surface of her Brooklyn apartment. It was the third time this month Isabel had one of these premonitions, and the feeling lingered. She forced it from her mind and maneuvered around the stuffy living room, an obstacle course of potted ferns and rubber trees. Isabel returned to the kitchen, stifling hot from a roast in the oven, and blotted a towel across her forehead. She threw open the window and felt a cool breeze on her cheeks. It was dark outside, and the lights of Montague Street were as bright and cheery as the sounds of laughter. Couples strolling, families headed out for dinner, young people hitting the bars. Isabel tried not to look, listen, or even think about the streets below. Instead, she drew her attention to the window box, where tiny green leaves were beginning to sprout, newly planted dill, basil, and parsley. She sprinkled the last drops of water on the dirt, closed the window, and locked it tight. A bird trapped in a cage. Dark, somber eyes stared back from the glass. Lack of sunshine had given her a milk-white complexion, but her dress was pressed, her makeup perfectly applied, and her long black hair neatly coiffed, not a strand out of place. Hazy-eyed, she unconsciously wiped off the lipstick with the back of her hand. The kitchen timer buzzed and Isabel startled, checking her watch. It was nearly six o'clock and Colin liked dinner as soon as he came home. She removed the roast from the oven and filled the pitcher, rinsing the lipstick from her skin. Sean, come water your plants, she called out gently. Although only twelve, Sean was nearly as tall as his mother, with the same dark hair and alabaster skin. He shuffled through the kitchen and took the pitcher without a word. Sean had not spoken since he was eight, the day he fell out of a tree. He had been such a terrific kid, smart and funny, incessantly talking. He knew Latin and played the violin in preschool, and at the age of six he could recite Shakespeare and Pi to the thousandth digit. Like Isabel, he had a passion for botany. He would spend hours a day collecting plants in the park, squishing them under newspaper and drying them between blotting paper. By the age of seven, his collection contained half the native plant species found in New York City. Then one day, Sean was climbing a tree in Central Park, while Isabel watched him, lost in thought. It was hard enough keeping an eye on Sean. The kid was so energetic, running from swings to monkey bars to treetops. But that particular morning, Isabel had had a fight with her husband and didn't hear her son's cry for help. It was a mistake she would regret the rest of her life. Sean fell twenty feet to the ground. He awoke from a coma a completely different person. For the past three years, he went to special schools, grunted out frustrations, and used his own form of sign language. He sat in waiting rooms with vacant eyes and half-closed lids that gave him a sleepy, dim-witted expression as he was paraded before an endless list of specialists. Still, No one could tell Isabel why her son was mute or why his IQ had sunk 40 points. Tests showed he had made a complete recovery with no damage to the brain. 
Physically, there was no explanation for his condition. Sean plodded around the living room, watering all the floor plants and his favorite, holly bush. It had stayed colorful all winter, but now it was spring and the red berries had fallen off. Isabel watched her son with both affection and remorse as she remembered the laughing, inquisitive boy who had been so small and agile. Now he was tall and plump, silent and somber. It seemed as if Sean had to concentrate on even small tasks like walking and breathing—